1: Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Hello, everybody. This is Marshall Poe. I'm the editor of the New Books Network, and I'd like to tell you that we have a new and improved website. It has two new features that we think you'll love. One of them is a vastly improved search engine Emily is Professor of Geography at the University of Colorado at Boulder and the current president of the American Association of Geographers. Hi, Emily. It's great to speak with you today.
0: Thanks for having me.
1: First question is, I was wondering if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself and your background.
0: Sure. Um, I'm a professor of geography at the University of Colorado Boulder. Um, I've been there since 2003. And uh, most of my research is um, concerns political ecology and critical development geography or development studies, uh, mostly in Tibetan parts of China, um, although I've also worked in other parts of China and in some parts of the Himalayas. Um, and so some of the things I study are sort of um, the political ecology of Uh, rangelands. So the social and ecological assumptions behind rangeland and um, sort of development in environmental policies. Uh, I also study climate change vulnerability, indigenous knowledge of climate change. I've done work on environmentalism, sort of the ways in which people become environmentalists and and start to adopt an environmental identity, um, as well as Uh, the political economy and cultural politics of um, development within within Tibet so those are some of the things and I came to uh, I came to this department and the field by way of an interdisciplinary graduate program I was a graduate of the energy and resources
1: group at uh, UC Berkeley when you were a undergraduate did you know that you wanted to become a professional geographer how did that come about
0: yeah, absolutely not. I was an engineer, electrical engineering undergraduate, uh, having grown up in an immigrant family where, you know, math and science were the things I did. And so I I, I went to MIT and I studied electrical engineering because that was sort of the default. Um, and I realized as an undergrad that I wanted to really do something more socially engaged. Um, so I did a master's program right after undergrad uh, in technology and policy, and that was sort of a, <clears throat> a program for sort of engineers and physicists who, who wanted to be more socially relevant and didn't quite know how. Uh, so and in the course of that, I sampled lots of different, uh, different kinds of classes, and I ended up taking um, a class on, I think it was called... Uh, I don't remember the the title, but it was it was basically on development in the third world. Um, And it was taught by Jesse Rabot, who is a geographer as well. And that uh, inspired me to go to the graduate program that he went to, which was the energy and resources group, another interdisciplinary program. Um, And in in my Ph.D. program, I I took a lot of geography classes and uh, came to the discipline in that circuitous way.
1: So in addition to your work as a professor, you're also the president of the American Association of Geographers. How did you get involved in this organization and what does your work as president entail?
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a, a great question with two parts. So, um, you know, like most students and, and I think like most geographers, I encountered AG um, through the annual meeting. Um, And and I'm reluctant to say that because one of the things I'm working on as president is to try to make the AG about much more than just the annual meeting, but, um, you know, for a very long time, that's what it was primarily known for. And so I started to go to the annual meetings and uh, present my work. Um, So, yeah, that's that's how I uh, became part of it initially. you know, I was—I I have done a fair bit of service um, within my department. I had been department chair um, and had some experience in that role, kind of advocating for geography in the university, um, and that kind of helped position me for, um, you know, having been nominated and then uh, and then selected for this role as um, as president. So, the president of the AG—it's—it's it's quite an interesting position. as pres- It's a three-year term, so you're vice president for a year, then president, and then uh, past president. You are a member of the elected council, which consists of those three positions, plus a treasurer and a secretary, um, as well as a number of um, nationally elected counselors and regionally elected counselors. So um, AG is... is divided into regions, nine regions, rather than, um, you know, by sections the way, for example, AAA is. Uh, And that nationally elected council makes um, kind of all, you know, decisions of consequence of policy of finances um, through a democratic process. Um, So the president doesn't really have, um, you know, executive power there is a professional staff there's an executive director and and i think there's about 20 staff now and so they run the day-to-day business but what the the president does is uh in addition to chairing the council meetings um uh goes to the regional meetings to give talks and um writes writes newsletter columns that sort of set a vision um for, uh, the, you know, the field, um, and, uh, can get involved in, uh, task forces and committees that really kind of, um, create, uh, set, you know, set out a certain direction. Um, so as an example, um, you know, two presidents ago, David Kaplan was very interested in, um, in strengthening the regions and sort of um, improving the relationship between the regions and the national organizations. My predecessor, Amy Lobin, uh, was very concerned about accessibility um, in terms of, you know, website accessibility, building accessibility, meeting accessibility, and I'll work quite a bit on that. My focus um, has been a lot on climate, uh, trying to reduce, working with a task force to reduce the carbon emissions associated with our annual meeting. Uh, so I've been involved in that. I've also been quite involved in a COVID, you know, my, my term has coincided with uh, with COVID. And um, I've been quite involved in a number of sort of COVID relief projects, particularly one uh, called Bridging the Digital Divide, which is focused on um trying to use AAG resources, some limited resources to assist students, particularly at uh, geography and and, in geography adjacent students at tribal colleges and historically black universities and colleges. Um, And then there's been for a couple of years now, a lot of influence, uh, sort of um, influence, I'm sorry, a lot of uh, focus on uh, justice, um, equity, diversity, and inclusion, and so I've, I've worked quite a bit on that as well. So that's that's a little bit about the position.
1: What is the uh, the main mission of your organization? Obviously, it's the big, it's the largest American organization for geographers. Uh, but w- you know, what is the what is the kind of purpose of the organization as far as supporting geographers across the states. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I mean, its mission really is to advance uh, the understanding study and importance of geography. So very similar to other national organizations for other disciplines. Um, Some of the ways that it does that are um, in addition to, you know, the annual meeting, um, there's I think there's quite a lot of specialty groups in, in specific focus areas. So I'm, you know, some of the ones I'm members of are, there's an indigenous Peoples specialty group. There's a cultural and political ecology. Um, there's also geomorphology and climatology and, and so forth. And so uh, it supports those specialty groups to, you know, again, foster networking and um, fostering, you know, research, partly, um, you know through awards for example through support for graduate students uh for graduate student prizes um and so forth it also publishes a number of geography journals um that's also you know a, a big part of what ag does so the annals of the american association of geographers professional geographer um, there's an ag review of books one called geohumanities and the african geographical review it also assembles a guide to geography programs in in the us um you you, you used to have to buy it and now it's available for free and so it collects really information from all geography departments um majors and minors throughout the country to try to kind of make that information available it's been involved in various forms of uh, policy um advocacy uh so you know under the Trump administration, there were some sort of threats to like the ability to use uh, data to make good decisions. And so, you know, advocating for scientific data, geographical data. Um, More recently, there's a focus on climate change. Uh, This year, there was also a focus on getting geographers more involved in redistricting efforts, right? Because it is such a sort of geographical uh, issue. And yet, geographers weren't necessarily at the table in terms of helping to, to inform decisions. So, yeah, those are, those are some of the, some of the ways and we're trying to, you know, we're trying to do a lot more now in terms of, as part of the effort to expand beyond the annual meeting, we are now offer year round um, internet, or, you know, virtual seminars and workshops. So there's a lot of methods focused workshops for, for students. That started as a, a COVID um, effort, right? Sort of saying, oh, you know, a lot of the methods that we thought we were going to be able to use, they're not happening right now. So what kinds of creative new methods, but now it's really expanded into offering, Uh, students just training on on all kinds of methods. There are also leadership workshops. There's quite a few of that and and career development workshops. I have a list here of, excuse me, just a a couple of the workshops that are coming up um, as an example. So there is, you know, translating geography degrees into environment, conservation and sustainability work. So you know, kind of focused on what can you do with your undergrad degree or even your graduate degree, Uh, building impact and engagement into your early academic career, Um, tips and tricks for developing strong job interview skills, Um, how to, yeah, uh, career mentoring, academic careers, Um, also quite a bit on building strong programs. And so we also have uh, program awards now, so, um, you know, for uh, community colleges right uh, for for liberal arts, for research focused, um, you know, so so trying to cultivate and trying to ele- you know create f- networking so that programs that have su- succeeded in their universities can kind of help um, uh, share some of their their experiences and and their strategies. There's a healthy departments committee, which has um, been at work for quite a while now, which is focused on trying to help departments that may be at risk with, you know, budget cuts or threats. Yeah, threats to programs, largely from administrative reorganization. And so there's quite a lot of effort around that as well.
1: So in your role as president, what would you say is your favorite part and what is the, the, the greatest challenge?
0: Uh, so you know, it's hard to pinpoint one particular favorite part. Actually, I've enjoyed meeting the council members. Um, although I must admit, I haven't met them in person yet, because everything has been on Zoom. But I will very soon next week. Um, so it's that's been that's been fun. Um, I have appreciated the opportunity to be able to work on the the climate action task force and and to serve kind of as a bridge between that and council and and the bridging the digital divide project as well um i you know there are other people who are not in in officers who are also part of those but as um as president i get to sort of bring some of that focus to council's attention and and really um you know kind of push the organization along in, in terms of Prioritizing certain directions, and so that's been that's been quite um, satisfying. Um, The uh, the the monthly columns I write are are kind of stressful because I didn't plan them in advance last year, as my predecessor told me to. Uh, But it is um, it is again kind of gratifying to be able to you know identify certain issues that I think are very important and to to have a forum in which other people are able to respond and, and, and think about that. So an example, um, another another issue that I uh, have been quite concerned about is sort of the loss of physical geographers from the AG. With the, the advent of the American Geophysical Union, which has grown in a very short time to a very, very large organization, there's been kind of... Um, a split where people in physical geography feel compelled to go there, and and so their engagement with AG has has waned a bit, I think overall, and that's concerning because AG really sees itself as an interdisciplinary, um, it, you know, it's it's the original interdisciplinary discipline, and uh, we can't be who we are without all kind of four Parts of the field, um, so that has generated quite a lot of conversation. When I've gone to meetings, people have wanted to talk about that, and there is now going to be uh, next year a membership drive and and really kind of focusing on um, what physical geographers, you know, want from AG and and kind of what we can provide for them. So those are all I haven't identified one favorite, but those are all things I enjoy. Um, I, challenges are. Um, you know, I sometimes, you know, people, of course, as as they should feel free to send me their feedback about whatever um, they may not be as satisfied about with the AG and um, not a lot of the membership necessarily understands how decisions are made. Um, you know, historically council only met twice a year and decisions were really only made, most decisions were made by council. Uh, and so people get very frustrated at the slow movement or about why certain decisions are made um, and, you know, trying to convey the reasons. And then, you know, and then there's various kinds of legal issues that come up with hotel contracts and canceled meetings. And some of the things, you know, you, you really want to tell people the reason why things are and, not necessarily able when I'm not necessarily able to in as public of a way as I'd like to so that that can be a little challenging like you know understanding why people are are uh frustrated with certain things but also not being able to do much about it
1: (laughs) yeah a lot of logistical nightmare scenario type stuff yeah yeah that's never fun Uh, what advice would you give to a undergraduate interested in geography or a graduate student or, you know, even an early stage scholar who is trying to figure out, you know, chart their career forward in geography?
0: That's a great question. Um, So I I feel like undergrads and early career uh, scholars are are quite different. I mean, geography um, for the undergrads, I, I actually think what would be really helpful is just to encourage undergrads to explore geography. I mean, I, our big problem as a field is that because geography is not entrenched in our K-12 through 12 education the way it is in other countries, particularly the UK, many, many undergrads come to the university and uh, many of our students don't discover us until their junior year. And then they're like, oh, we should, should had known about this earlier. I would have you know, done a major instead of only a minor or something along those lines. So, um, yeah, I guess just to say there's a lot to geography and um, there, you know, the, the statistics for kind of uh, the labor market are are really good, not just for the more obvious sort of GIS, although that, of course, geospatial, um, you know, many, many employers are saying that they can't find enough qualified people with the geospatial skills that are necessarily, but, but, you know, um, uh, human geography, you know, there, there's lots of options um, for using those skills uh, in one's career as well. Uh, I guess for graduate students and, you um, early career, um, people, I, I feel like AAG has, has, is really trying to, um, you know, again, provide resources for mentorship. Um, you know, there, there's actually this, this thing now where you can look and like, like look at profiles of people who have volunteered, um, to be mentors, and and I would just encourage. Uh, I think it's a pretty open field. I think people are are really interested in kind of um, fostering, you know, growth of um, of of early career and and graduate students. So so really try to take you know try to avail yourself of of some of the resources, some some of which are quite new that that AAG does offer. Yeah, I'm not. I, I don't know if you had a specific no, type I,
1: of. I, I wasn't, you know, no, no, uh, no particular, you know, answer in mind. I think, like, you know, I think any young person interested in a in a field, especially in academia, you know, it's very hard to to know where to start, mm. uh, you know, know what to look into. So, you know, I just like to to ask that because I think that. A lot of our, you know, I actually know a lot of our, our listeners in New Books Network are in the 18 to 24 uh, range. So, you know, I like to ask that question just because mm-hmm. want to, you know, in case there's any any particular resources. But, you know, you've, you've mentioned quite a, quite a few resources. Um, yeah, already. I guess, you know, for yeah. listeners
0: who aren't in geography departments, I would, or who may not know that much about geography, I would say geography is a lot more than you think it is we just to take my department as an example we have faculty who study uh, wildfire for example which is a very big deal where I live uh, in Colorado because we've had so many fires and so climate change and fire we have people who study arctic sea ice we have people who study human rights uh, and indigenous cartography Um, I have a colleague who spent quite a few years studying development in Afghanistan and its gendered uh, components, um, people who study migration across the US-Mexico border, uh, including you know, health outcomes related to that. So it's really, um, you know, I, I, I like to think of geography as um, sort of the a hub with, with lots of spokes. And we really, we really intersect with so many different disciplines. Um, I have colleagues who work a lot with applied mathematicians, right? The more sort of GIS programming focused people, the data science, spatial data science people, the Census Bureau, um, but also, you know, physical geographers. The former chief scientist of NASA is one of my colleagues, right? So, again, as an example, remote sensing. Um, my own work intersects, you know, is kind of on the boundary with. Um, Cultural anthropology. I because I work in Tibet. I I talk to people in religious studies, um, and um, you know, environmental studies. In many cases, came out of geography. So it really like and what brings us together is a focus on um, landscapes of various kinds, physical and cultural landscapes. Um, scale is obviously you know a, a really something that cross cuts. Uh, all you know, really, all different aspects of um, of geography, space and place. Uh, again, not just um, not just uh, in in a human, uh, but also kind of spatiality in in the cartographic, uh, or um, you know, focusing on different places in 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 a ecological sense. So it's it's you know, I think it's always like it's worth checking out if you're interested in any of those, um, uh, any of those issues we have, we do end up having a lot of, you know, we, my department at CU Boulder ends up finding students who were in environmental studies. And, and again, there's a lot of overlap, but there's a kind of a slight difference in orientation that's um, uh, and, and some people end up, you know, deciding that, that geography, um, is actually the orientation that, that they want. Right. Um, so, yeah, I would just encourage exploration because so many people don't know geography as a discipline in this country.
1: Yeah, at, at New Books Network, what we do on our, our various academic channels is we, we do cross-posting, where if something in one field, say anthropology, might be interesting to someone in geography, we'll post it on the, on the geography channel. And geography certainly is one of those channels where we do a lot of cross-posting because it is so so interdisciplinary. And it sounds like a, you know, a great field for someone who's interested in the sort of intersection of social sciences and sciences. Yeah, um, and it just kind of comes together in yeah. the field of geography. Yeah. You can do a lot in there. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I know you have a, uh, the, the meeting upcoming is that we can you talk a little bit about that, your upcoming meeting, I think by the, by the time this airs, the meeting probably will have already Oh, that's just
0: a council meeting. Um yeah, okay. so we, we've moved from um two meeting two council meetings a year to four, part partly to try to address, you know, sometimes members wonder why nothing ever happens. So we're trying to to do things in a more timely fashion. Our annual meeting uh this year actually already happened. It, it's often in April. This year it was early and it ended up being online. Um so you know, one interesting um one interesting thing about that is We had about 4,000 people participate. It went online kind of at the last minute because of the earlier Omicron surge. Uh, But this year, we also had about the same number of people participate in these kind of leadership workshops and early career workshops throughout the year as we did at the annual meeting. So it's just another indication of how we're really trying to move to a year-round service model.
1: You know, just to... To ask you, you know, you talked a little bit about your how you came to geography. Are you working on on any books, any essays, any articles?
0: I yeah, I'm working on a few articles. I, I'm not working on any books, unfortunately. I I thought at one point I did write a book. It's been almost ten years, which is a little embarrassing. I thought at one point I might write a book about a long-standing project I have on. The emergence of tibetan environmentalism a kind of uh you know articulation of tibetan environmental identities and um so i've been interested for a long time on various aspects of kind of the cultural um as well as ontological kind of struggles over and politics over nature on the tibetan plateau um i thought i might write a book it's it's kind of turned into bunch of articles and chapters and I'm not sure I have a book in me, Uh, but I am working on a a couple of other articles. I have, um, I was on sabbatical four years ago, I think. Um, So I'm, I'm writing up some things about agrarian transformations in China. So not a Tibetan project, but um, kind of agricultural modernization and the entrance of capitalism into the Chinese countryside, you know, uh, so that's one area um, another area that I just finished a, a co-authored paper on the res- high altitude resettlement of pastoralists uh, in Tibet and kind of uh, how supposed consent is sort of manufactured um, and I have some writing that I'm I'm working on uh, with regard to uh, kind of community-based natural resource management in Tibetan areas and how a lot of the focus has been on um, you know the the sort of fractures within communities but we want to look at how in in this particular case it was it was almost like the natural resource management was a way to construct a community within a particular you know political context where we or communities are um, are uh, being torn apart in various ways. So that's a, a couple of the the things I'm working on. It's been hard with China because uh, because of COVID, it's basically impossible to to go and do new field work.
1: Right. Yeah. That sounds that sounds definitely you know more logistical nightmares. just <laughs> yeah. Personal instead of uh, organizational. I'd like to ask if there's. You know anyone listening to this uh, i'm sure if someone has reached this point they're probably very interested in in either getting involved in your organization or learning more about it so how would someone uh get in contact with uh the american association of geographers or yeah, what, are, what e- resources would you recommend
0: yep yeah, the easiest way is just to go to the website uh, and that is aag.org um, and uh, this is not exciting to anyone uh, who wasn't involved in it, but we do have a new website. It's actually modern and and looks quite nice, uh, and it was um, apparently a very big struggle to get it all to work, but, uh, you know, it, it tells you about kind of how to join. Um, right now, uh, if, you know, students in particular aren't quite sure about joining but would be interested in some of the, um, the programs, some of the, the, the workshops coming up, uh, it's pretty easy to navigate to that. And, and you can actually, um, have a, I think it's called a, an explorer membership where you just, you know, you're not, you don't have to pay, but you can just sign up with that, um, and avail yourself of, of, um, of those. Uh, there are, a list of, um, meetings coming up. There's a resource hub. Um, there's a career planning, uh, sort of page, uh, that lists a lot of opportunities for students and also jobs, um, and so forth. So there's it's a, it's a pretty intuitive, um, uh, website. And so, yeah, that would be the, the place to start.
1: Well, Emily, thank you so much. It was great talking to you on the new books network.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me.